Welcome to Arcade Attack. A retro gaming podcast for up to four players. Hi, this is Arcade Attack. I'm your host for today, Rob, and filling out the cast is Dylan, Dilzy, Hadouken, <laughs> and Adrian. Uh, hyper, uh, I, I can't, <laughs> oh, no. um, hyper uppercut, no, um, I'm, <laughs> hyper uppercut, star, and Keith, Sonic Boom, <laughs> and today we're going to do something long awaited. We're finally going to cover Street Fighter. The movie! Oh, man. Oh. Everyone has been waiting for this. Everyone has been waiting for <laughs> yes. us to talk about the movie. I didn't... Oh, no. This is... Adrian's uh, never played Street Fighter in his life. I <laughs> Before Rob kicks into it, I have to just point out that me and Adrian did an amazing voiceover for, for Street Fighter oh, on God. our YouTube channel. <laughs> yeah, Dig it out. It basically is ridiculous. It's good. It's like... Adrian Singer. Uh, have you seen that, Rob? <laughs> no, uh, that was super early content. Right? Check it out. It's still it on. Super, it's still on YouTube. It's still on. It was, we did it like 2015. I think I was re- possessed that day. I, <laughs> <laughs> I feel like this is the most apt start to this uh, this episode we could have possibly had. We're not even drunk. We're less sober. <laughs> Okay. Right, okay, go on. Well, go. On. go. We're doing okay. So today we're doing Street Fighter the movie, and we've been kicking around this around for a little while. And it turned out when we were asking around, I was the only person in around the circle who actually saw it in the cinema. Is that I correct? Believe that's funny because that's, I don't know. I don't know if who did you? Because I think I thought I saw it in the movie, but I've got. To, I, I think I might have, but I, I don't know. Maybe I've tried to black it, it out. It was so bad we all forgot yeah. about it. Oh, selective amnesia. Anyway, well, well, we've, but we we've, got, s- we've got more better views on it now. Yeah. But we saw it all around then, and um, we're going to go into what we thought then and what we think oh, now. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But uh, let's go into the plot, yes. first of all. If anyone who hasn't seen it, the plot of Street Fighter the movie is that M. Bison wants to create his own city-state called Bisonopolis. <laughs> <laughs> Why not? And it's, by the way, this is really complex. So if I leave anything out, one of you lot around the circle tell me. Okay. And he's kidnapped a bunch of aid workers and wants a twenty billion dollar ransom for them. Yeah. He gets a uh, Dolcim, who in this is a neuro three days. Is a neuro <laughs> is a neuroscientist. Yep. Start experimenting <laughs> in one of them. <laughs> Charlie. Yeah. Or Carlos. Or Carlos. But yeah. <clears throat> yeah. Uh, Carlos Blanca. When um. Guile is played by Jean-Claude Van Damme, obviously. Pretty much outs him as his best friend. Like, um, Bison's doing this broadcast. Yeah, and, yeah. And, that's not and, and Gar says, related to that. Into the camera. <laughs> yeah, Guile says to the camera, hold on, Charlie. We're coming <laughs> yeah. for you. Yeah. <laughs> to be fair, though, it's Charlie that messes it up because of his reaction. Yeah. Well, it's a bit like the bit in Die Hard, if it happened in the first five minutes yeah. of the film. And, uh, yeah, he, uh, tries to turn Blanca into a super soldier using, uh, mutagen and, um. Good job we didn't turn into a turtle. And, uh, lawnmower man style virtual reality brainwashing. <laughs> yes. yes. <laughs> anyway, Gal is head of the United, I'm uh, sorry, not the United, the Allied Nations <laughs> Task Force. AN, yeah. 
and his psychic Cammy have to rescue them. Also, Chun Li, who is a reporter in this, is trying to take him down with her film crew, who are also secret a- special agents or something. Um, <laughs> yeah, they're special agents slash film crew, <laughs> but they're not slash sumo wrestler slash boxer. <laughs> but, oh, they're Interpol. I just remember they all work for Interpol, and. Not the band Interpol, obviously. <laughs> I thought it was the band. I've seen the band as well. Uh, I saw them recently. They're quite good. I didn't see Chun Li in the band though. <laughs> Chun Li, Chun Li Zhang. Uh, well, Chun-Li we'll get Zhang. on to that. Chun Li Zhang. Uh, Ken and Ryu in this uh, small-time thieves trying to scam Saget in an arms deal yep. somehow, and uh, they get recruited by a guard to go undercover and try and find out where. The Shadaloo bases. Yeah. It's yeah. in a city called Shadaloo. Um, <laughs> which, well, there are a few fights. I say a few. There aren't very many. And uh, finally, there's a showdown in um, Shadaloo with uh, Guile and all the Allied Nations people. Have I missed out anything? No, that's pretty oh, much. You pretty much nailed pretty much it, it, yeah. I'm, I'm in hysterics. There's so <laughs> much to cover. But that's the, yeah. So... What did everyone think the first time they saw it? Oh. I thought this is nothing like the game. <laughs> yeah. Like, what the hell? Why is Why is E Honda a cameraman? And why is he from Hawaii? <laughs> why is he from Hawaii? <laughs> <laughs> why is he from Hawaii? <laughs> why? Oh man! No, Rob. The first time I watched it, I watched it, and I think I had a face like thunder, like like a like I've been hit in the face of a with a bird Yes. A super hyper uppercut at that. No, I hated it. And it made me angry. I remember thinking, I, I, I think I, I can't remember I saw it at the cinema or DVD or whatever on video. It made me angry. And I was like, this is not the game that I've been playing all my life. And it's it a actually, tournament. Why, why didn't they make yeah. it like a tournament? Yeah. Well, like, um, basically, like, I was, I was such a massive Street Fighter 2 fan going back years. And I didn't have high expectations for this. I knew it would be, it would suck. Like, I saw the reviews. I probably saw a trailer or at least some clips at some point. I knew it would be teenager. bad. Yeah, Rob was a realist. We were. No, I was living in dream life. Yeah. But know. I still went because I had the kind of brand loyalty that only a 13 year old can have for this. Yeah. I felt like I had to see it and I wouldn't be a real fan if I didn't. And it, it was terrible. How bad is it? It's in the bottom 100 of IMDb. It's, it's number 75. Really? Oh Ooh. my God. That is something. Oh, with, with, a, with a score of uh, three point eight. When well, you consider all the straight to straight to yeah. DVD, straight to video <laughs> films that are on there, that's quite that a, is bad. Well, they also weighted by votes, so, oh, so I suppose most people they they probably vote for those, you know, vote for Street Fighter more than yeah. Um, I don't know, or something, um, Pit Fighter. That was actually yes. a movie. I was not aware of that. Might, yeah, straight to video. You keep throwing these out at me. Like, I can't remember which podcast it was when you told me Double Dragon was a movie. Yeah, yeah. Well, right. What? We're, we're going to watch that one day. <laughs> I'm going to make you watch it, Keith. There are Thanks. so many video games straight to, like, video films that <laughs> no one even knows about. Mind you, there's like a the Dead or Alive movie with Holly, Holly Valance <laughs> is in. Holly Valance. <laughs> oh, at least there's no other Neighbours actors we're going to talk about today, is there? But, apparently, the, um, the Pit Fighter one is a solid 5 out of 10. I think. Really? So really? it's watchable. So okay. there you go, listeners. I'm dig out the, going the pit, fighter. pit Fighter. Apparently it's watchable. Okay, now, I've made a long list of things that I don't like about this film and <laughs> a, slightly sh- a slightly shorter list <laughs> of things I do like slightly about the short. film. But um, I'm going to go through it, if that's all right with everyone. Yeah, go for oh, it. Damn right. um, it. Some of it we've already mentioned. I hate the fact they're all have stupid jobs. Like, yeah. Chun-Li is a reporter, but... 
Like she's like a massive reporter. She's actually broadcasting around the world, mm. like live around the from live from Shadowlord. Mad. It's Who like even does they're, that? They're meant yeah. to be undercover Interpol agents, but she's also a well famous reporter. International television. And like Balrog is her cameraman. E Honda is the sound guy, and there's also Samoan, um, <laughs> DJ Maximum and Zangief are like flunkies. Samoan? I thought it was from Hawaii. Okay, Samoan. I can't okay. remember. Um, anyway, been Hawaii. Skip one, skip yeah. yep, skip I've got question mark next to Simone, so okay. <laughs> I don't know. Uh, Dolcim is obviously a neuroscientist. Um, <laughs> we've, we've talked about it earlier in Ken. T Hawk is like some random Allied Nation soldier. Yeah, I didn't even realize until the end of the game when he puts the um, yeah. Native American headband on. Oh, that's oh, T Hawk. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, like you wouldn't yeah, even know. <laughs> he basically is, he's like the kind of the, uh, he's like Benjamin Bratt in Demolition Man, like the kind of guys yeah, in the yeah. background mm. you don't really care about yeah. at all. Mm. The, the thing with the they jobs though, the man. worst, the worst one was Ken and Ryu. Yeah, what are they hell? What? The coolest characters in the game. and just... Yeah, and like, the, you know, the faces of the game and Ryu has always <laughs> been like this honourable warrior mm. and they're like, like shady, yeah, hustlers. <laughs> Hustlers. It's sleazy. Oh, They're man. just trying to make a living, Keith. You're being mean to them. <laughs> yeah, They've had a hard run of life, man. They have had better jobs. I don't know. Uh, and the just... names, like we've said some of them. Oh, Chun Li Zhang, Ryu Hoshi, oh. Carlos Blanco, um, but also Victor Sagat. <laughs> Victor, Victor Sagat. And <laughs> William F. William Guile. William Guile, yeah. F. Guile. Billy, Go- Billy, what does Billy the F. Stand Guile. For? F is just an F, isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> Luckily, this is a, a listening podcast, not a podcast. <laughs> you. A fudge. <laughs> fudge you. Yeah, it's, and it's amazing that almost every character in the entire like film is either depicted as or played by someone of a different nationality and or ethnicity <laughs> from the game. Yep. Like, literally, all of them. Chun-Li is American yep. in this. Um, Guile is, Bel- is played by a Belgian. Belgian. Yep. Sega is played by... Um, West Dudy. Who's it's, a Native American. Yeah. As is, um, I believe, Vega. Jay Tavari, I think. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's not Spanish. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Um, um, yeah, it just goes on and on. Wonder is definitely that, not that definitely was him. might be correct, maybe. Um, he's no, he's Indian. played by a British actor, oh, okay. which we'll, we'll get into later on. But, uh, yeah, like, it's just so badly thought out. Mm-hmm. Stupid plot points. Like, Bison wants $20 billion in three days for six, 63 aid workers. Like, <laughs> who's ever gonna give him that much money? <laughs> and, like, there's, there's that bit where, like, Gala goes, like, what if they want 50 billion next time or 100 billion? <laughs> yeah. It's like, tell them to go to hell. Where does it end? <laughs> Cammy is Kylie, obviously. She's Australian. She's not British. Yeah, We've exactly. Got, are we quite even like fans here? Damn right. In oh, yeah. In defense of Guile and Cammy, at least they've got similar jobs to the game. Mm. Although he wasn't the head of the AN. And but Bison kind of has a similar job to the yeah. game. Yeah. 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 They've yeah. got the main ones right. Also, like, it, there's this kind of thing that, like, their whole Guile responsible if the hostages are killed. Why do they hold him responsible? Know. Yeah. Why is he, that was like, strange. why this random, like, general man or whatever the Because he's responsible. He's the poster boy, isn't he? There's a bit where, like, Chun-Li and all that lot are going to blow up all the people, like, um, all Bison, all the Shadaloo villains. And they, like, have this kind of broadcast into them going, you're going to be blown up in, like, five minutes. <laughs> <laughs> they all just run away. Yeah. <laughs> just absolutely ridiculous. Yeah. <laughs> um, I feel like they got the, they, they got, they did the casting first. Yeah. Before, and then just said, what do you guys fancy doing in the film? Uh, Who do you fancy being? Actually, oh, right. we're, we're going to go into the making of it okay. later on, but oh, it was actually oh. the complete reverse. Oh, believe it or not. <laughs> um, uh, yeah, the Allied Nations, um, all just a bunch of 
soft, like, uh, soft bitches. Like, they all look out of shape. Several are clearly in their forties. <laughs> and, um, I hate the, like, the Simon Callow's, like, AN guy where he goes, Colonel Guile. <laughs> like yeah. The British guy, yeah. 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 We have to comp- proceed with negotiations. Mm. Yeah. Ugh, like, so much of it is so tacky. Like, the, f- the fight scenes are filmed like the Turtles films. Yeah. 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 Just really, like, ugh. The tattoos look like they were drawn on with wax crayons. Yeah. Um, when some of them are prisoners, like they're wearing these weird blue baggy pajamas with a big P on the pocket for some reason. <laughs> I don't know why. Mean? Prisoner. Oh, prisoner, yeah. yeah. It's just, it's so tacky. <laughs> like, but we need to know that they're a prisoner. Yeah. So you yeah. need to have the P on there. Like, just you don't l- lots of <laughs> just lame humor kind of didn't oh. need to be there. It's really jarring. Like, E. Honda and Zangief are fighting at one point, and they have Godzilla sound effects grafted on. I like that bit. <laughs> I really like that bit. They're watching it on the screen, and they're smashing the model of Bisonopolis as they fight. Yeah. <laughs> I like that. <laughs> <laughs> and just the acting around is just oh, abominable. Uh-huh. Like, I mean, the only kind of people I think escape from this, well, even remotely right, well, Julia's... He's very good. Yeah. No, he's passable, but, like, he's wrong for what they're trying to do. It's too... Mm. It's it's good in its own way, but it's not right for the part. Do you think? I no, think I think, so. I think he's very good actually. I Wasn't think he, he like really super ill. Yeah, film this as well. Yeah, yeah. we're gonna so go. That's, in. Why, that's why he really gets a lot. But he really the most kudos. I I've just ever. feel like he realised what was going on. Oh, for him, sure. And he just went with it. I'm and camped be, it yeah, up to the max, and yeah. it's it's just great. I would say the only um actor I think delivered oh. a genuinely sorry go. On. Well, no, before you say, I think the one that I thought done well as well. To be fair, when I watched it recently was Sagat. I was about to say that exact same thing. He's a good actor. West, yeah, West Studi is not just good for this he's genuinely good like mm-hmm. he like just, just looks like he should be in a different film a yeah. much better film yeah, yeah but he's not Sagat Sagat is meant to be like this kickboxing yeah like 8 foot tall muscle bully yeah. oh yeah Hyper not like a Hyper. not like a sophisticated like negotiator yeah. man <laughs> no what like no. question mark did I miss out anything that ev- anyone particularly disliked oh tell we've seen it all like a second time around it's so around. disjointed it's mm. one of the most disjointed films I've ever seen it's not as bad as Battlefield Earth but <laughs> that was oh my god you guys will see that that's horrific. I've stayed away from Tra- that because I know it was. It's supposed to be like one of the worst. It's films one of the worst ever made. ever made. But mm. it's so. But this this is almost as equally as disjointed. Like all these bits. Like what? Why are they doing that now? Okay. <laughs> yeah. like, okay. All right. Rain it in. Rain it in. Rain it in. You know. Just give me a Hadouken. Give me more Hadoukens. Was there like one Hadouken in it? There's no Hadoukens. There's, there's, like there's, there's a half, bit where we half, hit someone with his hands open, like half arms Hadouken. out. Half Hadouken. If there's no fireball, it's not Hadouken. It's, it's a, a ha. Apparently, the idea behind this was they wanted to make it pretty realistic, and then they would introduce the <laughs> so magic. Realistic. They would introduce like the magical elements in the sequel. <laughs> <laughs> okay, uh, I'm Charles, still waiting for the sequel. Yeah. Charlie, <laughs> like they've made Charlie Blanker. Yeah, Charlie, who is an actual character, character Charlie Nash. Character. Yeah. yeah. How can they get that wrong? Um, yeah, like, uh, anything else in yeah. one activity? Uh, yeah. Well, I, I, I traveled up to see my mum for a weekend to say hello. And, um, I said, I, I, and my mum had a nice weekend planned. And I said, in the evening, we we're watching a film. <laughs> and you made your mum watch Street Fighter the movie. I, and she was like, oh, I, 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 I had sort of other plans we could do this evening. I said, nope. We were watching. <laughs> I took it out of my bag and I said, we're going to all watch, your mum Street, to watch Fighter Street Fighter the movie. And she was like, oh. 
And and it, it, we did a bit of a focus group, and my mum was watching it as well, and she's never seen it before, obviously. And uh, we enjoyed it. Just saying, Rob, we enjoyed it. Okay. Well, are we still on the list of things we don't <laughs> like? Don't, yeah, yeah, we'll, we'll no. get on to Let's the good going. stuff in a but, minute. All right, things I don't like. The thing that really annoyed me, and I don't know if it was just me, oh, Kylie Minogue's acting was absolutely abominable. She's not an Ky- actor. Oh, she's she was just terrible. Also, <sighs> probably... In a film, I, I was never sure if they were asked if they'd asked her to try and do a British accent or not, mm. no, she because she mostly accent. just sounds Australian. Yeah. But in a film where There's no one where is remotely convincing about like what they're actually meant to be, she is the least convincing as like an actual someone who's in the army. Yes. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. She's she's terrible. But she's Kylie. She gets a pass. No, not for me. <laughs> we no, love I'm Kylie. sorry. No, Ooh. no, Ooh. I'm sorry. Ooh. No Kylie passed for me. She she was disgustingly poor. <gasps> and Adrian attacked. She said disgusting about and Kylie. No, I, I get out. It actually made me angry. I was like, <laughs> you're supposed to be in acting. I can do better than this. It made, it actually I'll wear the leotard. But you wouldn't look as hot as she does in the film. <laughs> well, that's questionable. You haven't do seen you know, me yet. Do you know, <laughs> they actually they actually cover her up when she does the um the cami butt thing at the it's end. It's true. She goes to do the cami butt thing, and you're like, well, you cover it. Incoming, and then they put the Street Fighter logo all over it. Which is kind of really ironic when you consider that she basically re-resurrected a pop career a few years later with that gold hot pants. Uh-huh. Exactly. And we didn't, couldn't even Irony. see it in the film. Because some, some clever dick has covered it up with the logo. <laughs> Thanks for, that was it. That was gonna be it. That was gonna be it. You had one job. <laughs> one, job. one job not to cover, uh, cover Should it up. be called Street Fight. I remember it just being a crushing disappointment. Like I said to you guys earlier, I just I wanted it to be cool. When I was when I saw Street Fighter, it was not cool. Even if it had been a rubbish film, but it was kind of cool. I could have lived with it, but it's just not cool at all. There was no like watching it back now. You could there we will talk about things you know things you can appreciate. There was it's no kind of cool style. They could have like chosen like no like, cool like special effect kind of style, or you know, no like any, nothing no, that no made budget you go for, no wow budget for special effects. None. Um, it doesn't look like there was any budget for much, really. No, the sets are all a bit cheap looking and just yeah. really cheesy and all. Couldn't yeah. they have just done like a oh like and a, and Blanca? Oh, he's terrible. Oh. That's an abomination. The Blanca thing, it just looks horrific. It's just, just bad. Just a man in a wig, painted green. Yeah. Like a really weedy just man. Yeah. A weedy man? Like, they couldn't even, even like... like, get on the phone, Lufa Rigno. You haven't got to say much, just it. growl. Yeah. He's got experience of being painted green. Hulk, <laughs> orange hair, man. But, yeah. They still give him the orange wig, but at least he'd have looked intimidating. Yeah, <laughs> but, yeah, Blanca, yeah was Blanca was horrific. I yeah. mean, that was really disappointing, because I used to love Blanca. He's one of my favourites. He's got like Roger Clot's hair. Obviously, because the, the lack of budget, you couldn't do uh, like stretchy dalsim. That would have been cool. That would have been cool. Yeah, dal- that's what I was dalsim. waiting for. Yeah, like if he wants to kind of get something off the shelf. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You know, this kind of stuff that went in. There's nothing cool about it. Mm. And they made right Ryan Ken not cool. And no, that, that, that was really cool. just awful the way it, you they know. could have, like, I mean, no, I'm all up for, you know, actors of different nationalities playing different parts. Yeah, that's I'm fine. That. It's not that. It's what but they did it to the characters. Nice to have an American play Guile. Actually, an American <laughs> did play Balrog, now I come to think of it. That's probably yeah, the only okay. character. Yes. There you films. go, then. Yes. Yes. Uh, but, but there were things I liked about the film. I liked the, the, the cool opening with the new casts in different languages. I thought that was pretty well done. Mm. Uh, this is pretty, like, <laughs> this is pretty sparse. <laughs> I really liked him Bison's dressing gown. There's yeah, like yeah, a dressing yeah. gown, yeah. like and his selection uniform. of hats. Yeah, and he has a painting of himself in that really famous Napoleonic <laughs> yeah. pose on the horseback. Yeah, yeah, that was a great touch. Um, 
I quite like some of the Easter eggs, like, related to the game. Mm. Um, Bison's weapons control system is the same as Street Fighter 2 arcade cabinet. Oh, I noticed that. I noticed that, that when I watched it yesterday. I was like, I'm sure that's an arcade stick. Yeah. Oh, it is? Yeah. 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 Uh, Bison Guile fight in front of a giant bell. Yeah. yeah. Like, in M. Bison's yeah. stage. And Good. Sagat has a big black version of the reclining Buddha in his office. Like oh, from his oh I didn't spot that. that. Yep, yeah, same as his stage. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, we kind of talked about West Studi. He's pretty good, mm-hmm. and I like how Gal and Chun Li are basically wearing the Champion Additional Turbo versions of their Street Fighter Two costumes at the end. She's like in a red, yes. yeah, yeah, version yeah. of they like all a dress. Kind of yeah, wearing blue. blue. Yeah, they kind of all appear in their own costumes at the end of the film randomly don't oh they? yeah they all jump yeah, they up suddenly, and yeah, well, yeah the, that very last shot yeah they all strike their characters poses yeah. from their victory poses from the game which is why the Kami one's disappointing because he's wearing combat trousers and yeah. not the thing so but yeah the rest of them so Chun Li they still cover them up, the up anyway they did yeah so, but it's cool and, and Van Damme does the guile hair thing as yeah. well <laughs> <laughs> um, also why is his hair ginger I don't know. Yeah. They could have just left the bleach on longer or something. He's yeah. supposed to be blonde. Yeah, I know. Just, Not you know, ginger. It's the small things. But <laughs> I was like... That's why you hate the film. Not only is Gold Belgian, he's also ginger. I feel like they didn't have any fans of the game consulting them on the movie. Mm. Um, well, Rob will come on. Oh, yeah. I've heard okay. about I'm something. sure they did. Yeah, like... Well. Uh, yeah, so did, what did everyone else? Adrian was quite complimentary. Like, do you know what I liked? And do you know what I really liked is M. Bison's plot to take over the world. Yeah. You mean the it. specifics of his plot? Yeah, because he wanted to kidnap the queen. Oh, that's right. Yeah. <laughs> yes. And he wanted, uh, the, the Bison dollar. The yeah. One Bison dollar yeah, yeah. Five British pounds. Yeah, because, and he was going to make the Bank of England do it. Because, yes, yeah. He, would make the he bank was going to kidnap but the queen. I was thinking about this. <laughs> the exchange rates would be ridiculous. <laughs> I, oh, my words. <laughs> I actually quite liked, um. Oh boy. No, no, no. Alright, what's the point? What, make the. Yeah, he like ruins the exchange rates and that, and bison dollars are the best dollars. Yeah, but that makes a really, alright, okay, a strong bison dollar. So bison that... export, bisonic exports would, bisonopolis exports would be weak. Yeah, exactly. Is that what you're saying? That's what I'm saying. Oh, yeah, so for the economic short term, export. consumers will buy cheap goods. In his bisonopolis, but exports would be terrible. <laughs> Economics you know, teacher here. Economy. Yes. What did you think of Bison's idea to expand the food court? Bisonopolis. I like the way that Keith. We'll go into our favourite quotes <laughs> shortly. I like Bisonopolis. I think M. Bison was brilliant. I think Raul Julia was awesome. Oh yeah. I think he was my favourite person in this film. Easily. Um, Rest in peace. Yeah, and do you know what? I, I loved him, Adam's family, and I think he's obviously, do you know, one of the best actors, uh, well, I think he is the best actor in this film, by, by a long shot. By, uh, yeah, country mm. Personally, that's my opinion. And I know Rob's going to talk more, but he was very ill doing this, but you wouldn't know it watching him. He's no. so, no, I mean, he maybe looks he Ill. looks frail. Well, he, look, he looks ill, but, but the performance just, is exactly, and that there. deserves a lot of credit. Bison yeah. is a very ill looking person anyway, so. Yeah, but he's built fear. like a brick. House. Yeah. How about the fact something Brick. else? How about house. the fact that is it about Balrog got boxing gloves halfway through the film? Is that yeah, right? Well, a bit at the end, like Rob says, they're they all suddenly are wearing character. their outfits yeah. from the game. Yeah, when they'll kind of get washed up, and they're all like, "Oh, I'm in my yeah. costume," and he's wearing <laughs> yeah boxing gloves. And do you know what character I did quite like actually? DJ. Did you? I, I did mm. because no, you hear about his backstory. 
You used to work for Microsoft. You used to work for Microsoft. <laughs> I want to know. I'd love to have a sort of origin story about DJ working at Microsoft. DJ Origins. <laughs> I can see it now. <laughs> Sorry, this is Bill Gates now. Oh, DJ, you're not performing hard enough. <laughs> you're out of here. You, you've been sacked. Oh no, Mark. <laughs> oh, I'm glad someone else did that this time. <laughs> I'm gonna join. I'm gonna join M Bison instead. No, who would you rather work for, M Bison or Bill Gates? <sighs> Uh, uh, Bill Gates, because he'd pay me in actual dollars actual and not bison, bison dollars. dollars. <laughs> I do quite like the bit where he, try, he pays like Sigat with a suitcase full of bison dollars yeah. with brilliant. his face on. Oh, it's brilliant. <laughs> Would you like to own a bison dollar right now? Oh, yeah. It'd be, oh, yeah. It'd be sure. so cool, wouldn't it? Yeah. <laughs> oh, um, man. Keith and Dylan, was there anything you liked about the film? I like, I just I know you said you didn't like it. I, I just liked some of the silly comedy, because going back and watching it now... That's kind of what I was expecting. <laughs> um, and yeah, Zangief is just a moron. Although to be fair, I know he's wearing that stupid red jumpsuit. He does actually look the part. He yeah, was, that's a bod- true. was he a bodybuilder or a wrestler or something? Probably a wrestler. But they, they'd done his hair and his beard yeah. spot on and he just, the size of him and he looked like Zangief. Obviously they played him like a complete idiot. But it was just some little touches as well. There's a bit, um, where Sagat's, uh, talking to Ken and Ray, who it's near the beginning. He's, he's the tough guy. And um, they're saying, oh, isn't there a curfew? And he's like, nobody in this city tells Sagat anything. Nobody tells me anything in this city. And then there's like a helicopter flies past with a tannoy and it says, there's a curfew in effect from seven o'clock. <laughs> just immediately afterwards. Just little touches like that. But yeah, for me, it was all we about can, bison. It's, it's good to laugh at now. I think it, yeah. it actually yeah. provides good good comedy yeah. now because we can just laugh at well, it that's at the, the thing time we yeah. were so at the time we were so like oh my god why this is in mm. no way doing the game any kind of justice yeah. whereas now we can just laugh and the at bit it. where um, i can't remember what it is but um sagat cocks up and bison says cover i can't <laughs> i'm doing it on a podcast covers his eye and goes you didn't see that <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah. i know I, I agree though dylan though it is so bad it's good it's kind of that film where if you go in with the right attitude, which I tried to do in the second time watching it recently, with my mum, <laughs> and I just thought, you know what, this film ain't too bad actually, I quite like it, it's fun, it's silly, it's cheesy, it's corny, it's it's ridiculous, but actually, it's funny. I, I think if you go into blast. it with that mindset, then yeah. you can enjoy and it. And Van Damme yeah. was so so bad, he was good. He I was, don't, well, he's really awful though. You he was tell, awful. You can tell he's off his face on coke. <laughs> yeah. The whole time. What is... Slurring his lines. What is your favourite... Um, what you, do you know what you say that, but he was actually far worse than The Expendables 2. Like, oh, yeah. Well, that's, oh, God, he was barely that's, there. That's, well, that's why that's they had Coke have, problem plus another 20 years of Coke problem. Well, it, no, it seemed to me there was more alcohol. Like, he was... No, he was mass, like, you wouldn't be slurring if you were on Coke. You'd mm. be like buzzing, doing like rat-a-tat machine gun, like... Yeah, yeah. You'd be like Hulk Hogan and Ultimate Warrior in 1989, <laughs> if you've seen those interviews. Yeah. Like, uh, yeah, um, looked like in a bad way in Expendables 2. Yes, like, yeah, yeah. Looked Oh, you can really tell. Yeah. Why le- That's why he spends a whole film with shades on, I yeah, think, exactly. as well. Yeah, exactly, and the yeah. lights are super low in every one yeah. of the scenes. Anyway, um, I was going to ask, what is everyone's favourite quote from the film? Oh, so I'm sure people have written one. them down. Keith? I haven't even written it down. No, I haven't written it So down. it's the bit where um, Bison is, he's got Chun Li captured, he's trying to seduce her, he's got his silk dressing gown, he's looking at his hat stand, picking picking his hat for the evening, and she's telling him all about oh, how yeah. they came to her village and killed her father. And it's a long monologue as well. It's great. It's great it monologue. is, it's a really long monologue, and she's clearly really emotional, and Bison says, 
The day Bison came to your village was the most important day of your life. But for me, it was Tuesday. Yeah, that's, that is the best. It's just that brilliant. It, I yeah. love it. That bit and that the bit when he speaks about how he wants to, to kidnap the Queen. It's yeah. brilliant. <laughs> so good. Anything that M. Bison says is brilliant. Just simple as that. Yeah, anything that comes out of his mouth is, yeah. is great. I've got um, some quotes actually written oh, down. The temple above us was the wonder of the ancient world. Bisonopolis should be the wonder of my world. <laughs> but I think the food court should be larger. <laughs> Is that how it follows on? Yeah. All the, all the big franchises were want in. Yes. Uh, it's true, though, isn't it? Let's be honest. And oh. then um, there's a bit in the film where they fake Giles' death. Yeah, yeah. And um, he's, he watches, like, the newscast, and he goes, and, like, um, I think it's Bauer goes, oh, no, DJ goes, you must be really happy. And he goes, no. Because I was hoping to face Gar personally on the battlefield, one gentleman warrior to another, in respectful combat. Then I would snap his spine. (laughs) (laughs) He goes, drifts and goes, ah, the road not taken. But why? Why do they still call me a warlord? And mad? All I want to do, and his his voice is building throughout this whole thing, is to create the perfect genetic soldier. (laughs) Not for power, not for evil, but for good. Carlos Blanca will be the first of many. They shall march out to my laboratory and sweep away every adversary, every creed, every nation, until the very planet is in the loving grips of the Pax Bisonica. <laughs> and then peace will reign, and the world, and all humanity, shall bow to me in humble gratitude. Yeah. That is a monologue. That's a great mm. one. Um, but, of course, uh, it didn't end with Street Fighter to Street Fighter the movie, because there was also... Street Fighter the movie, the game. <laughs> Say what? That's true. Uh, which I believe Keith is uh, a much bigger. I'm going to le- now let holding. you take the lead on this. Okay. Yes, there was a video game based on the movie Street <laughs> Fighter. Segment. The movie that was based on the game Street Fighter. Um, it was an arcade game, and it was Street Fighter, basically reskinned with all the finery of the awesome movie <laughs> digitized sprites and all bit so like mortal kombat a bit like mortal kombat that's exactly, exactly what yeah. it looks like um horribly bland boring backgrounds just like the film but yeah based on the film backgrounds based on the film backgrounds <laughs> Which is accurate yeah um and it's got all your favorite characters from street fighter the movie including including Captain Sawada. <laughs> Our favorite, my personal favorite character of all time. Yeah. How do we forget to even mention forget Captain Sawada? Sawada? I don't know. Who is Captain Sawada? Who tell is tell Captain to our Sawada. listeners. He's um in the film, he's uh some is he in the Allied Nations? Yeah, he's he is, yeah. He kinda yeah. the actor can't actually speak English, so he has like one line of dialogue. Yeah, they dubbed in the entire it. All. Film. They dubbed it all. Of course, yeah, they dubbed yeah. it all in English. Oh yeah. god. Apparently, he's quite a big actor, wasn't he? But he couldn't speak English. No, he w- I don't think he was a big actor. Oh, okay. No, uh, I don't know if you're going to cover this in the... I will cut, yeah. Cover it. All right, we'll come back to Sawada. But yeah, um, do you know what? It's not terrible. Ooh. That's, that's faint phrase, isn't it? Do you know what? It's not it's terrible. Not, it's not bad. It's, it's like not the basic terrible. It's about the Pit Fighter movie, isn't it? <laughs> it's, 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 not it's a solid five. Really bad. It's still got the, the central Street Fighter 2 game it engine. It basically plays like a Street Fighter 2. Is it about yeah. Capcom? Yeah. Street Fighter, the movie, oh crikey, real Lord. battle on film. You didn't think they would, like, lease out their prize pig to someone else? Know. Yeah, no way. I don't know. <laughs> I've never like, I, I, I heard it, I think it was one of the launch titles for the, the PlayStation, wasn't it? Yeah, was I it? Think that, that is oh. true. I think that's a f- true fact, actually. Wow. 
So yeah, it was an arcade arcade machine, and it got a release on the PlayStation and the Sega Saturn. I picked up a copy of the Saturn version, and yeah, it's fun. It's just Street Fighter. It's good fun, and I can. Uh, it's the only video game I own where I can play as Kylie Minogue and beat the crap out of Jean Claude Van Damme. Oh great! And for that oh, reason, yeah. I'm in. Oh, I'll sign up to that. <laughs> <laughs> but no, it's 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 a curious little thing. Um, you know, it does it kind like of like Kylie. <laughs> yes, yes. <laughs> um, looks like Mortal Kombat plays like Street Fighter. There you go, best of um, both worlds. It's, it's the best fighting game ever made, then, surely. Yeah, why is it not yeah, praised in no. the high heavens? It, it, you know, it's worth checking out, but the original Street Fighter do 2 is you, better. Do you think there's scope to make a movie based on the game that's based on the movie that's based on the game? Rob Ross. So a kind of <laughs> like a wizard game where you play Street Fighter the movie the game the, the game and the, you like Keith you could be the main actor and you're Thanks. really good at this game. Okay. And they're filming you winning the tournaments. So know. it's the film based on him playing the game, plays on the film of the game. Yes. <laughs> and then, yeah, maybe, I don't know if it was like, like the Wizard 2, but you're playing Street Fighter, the movie, the game. So it could be like a road movie, maybe I have to travel yes. from Brett from and you have the to country. Fight, and you finally have to fight the actor that fight plays. Fight in the UK. It's like Rolling Thunder. You guys ever played Rolling Thunder? <laughs> yeah. Like, uh, just driving around. <laughs> and then when they do the video game adaptation, there's a driving bit in it and a fighting bit. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> And then because the movie is so popular, they design a game based on that movie, so that could be called... Well, it be the game based on the movie, based on the game, game based, based on the movie, movie, based on the game. game, based on the game. So, Inception. Capcom, Capcom missed a trick. Obviously, they wanted to get this out the door quickly. They just reskinned the street, their Street Fighter mechanics and whatnot. Yeah. They could have made it like, not like a, like a racing and then a fighting and then a racing <laughs> and then a fighting, but you could do like a, like a, RTS type thing with guile and like his <laughs> troops and stuff. And you could do like a fight in like a Mana Conquer sort of game. And you could, you do could a, have the yeah. bit where they're on the boat. Yeah, you where could they do like trying to get into the boat into like the base. A boat, like a boat kind of racing mode. stealthy boat so, thing. Stealth a bit more like thing. Warcraft, kind of fewer characters. But you could have like loads of like it could um, have been a whole thing. Well, again, you say that, but um. This whole thing was made in a very tight uh, deadline, and they didn't, they they didn't have a door. set script like until. So actually, they couldn't have done that. Like they well, the only thing they knew, it was going to be a, the only thing I think Capcom one hundred percent sure about was that it was going to be a Street Fighter film. <laughs> Therefore, <laughs> like it made sense to kind of just do, uh, yeah. But then again, they did the backgrounds, but I guess it's not really that difficult to digitize backgrounds. No. Um. So you know, kind of going. We've obviously covered the film and the game, but what? why did Street Fighter the film go so wrong? We'll be covering that after the intermission. Let's all go to the lobby. Let's all go to the lobby. Let's all go to the lobby to get ourselves a treat. Delicious things to eat. The popcorn can't be beat. The sparkling drinks are just dandy. The chocolate bars and the candy. So let's all go to the lobby to get ourselves a treat. Let's all go to the lobby to get ourselves a treat. And welcome back. So getting into uh, how Street Fighter the movie came to be. Should probably start before the beginning because Street Fighter was not the first film to be made from the Street Fighter 2 game. It was not even the first live action film 
to uh, be based on the Street Fighter 2 game. Mind is blown here. Didn't even know that. What? There was a film came out in Hong Kong in 1993 called Future Cops. And uh, it basically was essentially ended up a parody with characters based on Street Fighter 2, Dragon Ball Z, and apparently a comic called Doemon or Doemon. Never heard of it, so I don't know how to pronounce it. (laughs) But um, essentially, uh, they based it on Street Fighter 2 characters, but they couldn't get the clearance, so Uh. they had to change all the names and completely change the plot around. (laughs) Um, I'm just going to read out the plot from Wikipedia, because... this is the plot of Future Cops. Yeah. Okay. And also, um, I'm going to say the names of the characters. When I say the names of the characters, you have to guess what the, the equivalent is in the game. Okay. Ooh, I, like, I like games. Yeah, yeah. In the year 2043, an evil crime lord, the general... And Bison. Bison. Yeah. Is Mike, trying, Mike Bison. ...is trying to take over the world. He was arrested and sentenced to jail by the judge. The general's minions, Kent... Ryu, I think that's Ryu. Tai King. T H A I King. Saga? Yes. And it's one of my favorites, Toyota. Honda! (laughs) I love it. Travel to the year 1993 to kill the judge before he has a chance to get into office. During a battle with the general's minions, the future cops, Lung. That's Ryu, but. Oh, no. Um, Iron Face, uh, Vega, yes, <laughs> Iron Face, Sing. Think of it with an H in the end. Oh, Darcy. Yes, oh. and my favourite of all of these, Broomhead. God, oh. yes, <laughs> Broomhead. <laughs> he is because he got broom on the head. <clears throat> Here of their plot, the police directed. Broomhead. <laughs> no, hello, my name is Mr. Broomhead. <laughs> I'm here in, in, the, in the court today. The police director decides to send them back to the past to, to protect the judge. Lung ultimately stays behind because he is police director's brother-in-law. Once the future cops get to 1993, they land in the backyard of a 20-something-year-old high school student, Tai Hung. I don't know why he's in his 20s and in high school, but I'm just reading this online. Uh, who helps him stay undercover by letting them live with him and his family. Iron Face pretends to be a fellow student while striking up a romance with Tai Hung's sister, Chun Mei. Chun Li. Yeah. Broomhead pretends to be a music teacher at the school while also striking up a romance with one of the students, Crab Angel. I think that Cammy. might be based on some someone else. Crab Angel. Crab, Angel. Crab people. <laughs> yes. Crab well, uh, Angel. She's the girl. The girl with the Maida's touch. <laughs> while Singh follows Iron Face... No, he follows Tai Hung, pretending to be a servant, while protecting him from the evil school bullies. Tai Hung pursues a romance of his own with his long-time friend, Choi Ne. Eventually, the villains show up, wreak havoc, and many battles ensue. Um, wow. It I, already sounds better than Street Fighter. Yeah, I mean, it, it sounds like a low-budget knockoff, but actually um, had some pretty big stars. And Andy Lau, who went on to be in Internal Affairs and House of the Flying Daggers, mm-hmm. was in it. And Jackie Chung, both of which at the time were massive, massive pop stars, like in Hong Kong. Two of what were called the Four Heavenly Kings, mm-hmm. like the four kind of main, okay. you know, kind of uh, pop stars there. And then, of course, after that, uh, released in, on August 6th, 1994 in Japan, Street Fighter II, the animated yeah, movie. Yeah, oh, now we're talking. Yeah, that's what I'm talking about. Mm-hmm. And I'm sure we'll get into this in more detail um, at a later date. But, mm. brief synopsis, Keith. Oh, I haven't watched it for ages. Adrian. <laughs> it's badass. As Dylan would say. 
No, I don't know. <laughs> but hasn't um, Bison sent out like a robot? He sent out a su- cyborg thing to find the world's greatest warriors. No, uh, no. He, yeah, he yeah. holds. Yeah. T- he yeah. basically holds a tournament, and the cyborg's it's job. A tor- it's a tor- The robot's mm. job is to spy on them, so he, the robot can copy their moves. Is it the robot oh, from Rocky it. Four? <laughs> no, it's much more boring than that. Oh, okay. It's more like one of the robots in Rise of the Robots. It actually is like Cyborg and Rise <laughs> of the Robots. Oh, God. Can you kind imagine of, if they made a Street Fighter game with Cyborg and Rise of the Robots in it? It's kind of like that cost with a crash test dummy. And there actually yeah. there was um, also a game that came out for PS1 and Saturn as well as the arcade based on it where you play as the Cyborg. Yes. Really? Yes, is it I've the been meaning to get my robots? hands on that as well, yeah. <laughs> no, but uh, I've never played it. It looks pretty bad. Yeah, I've not played it. Uh, yeah, I'm going to try and get a hold of it and give it a go. Came out August 1994 in Japan. Here just over a year later in the US in early 1996. It's a great film, I have to say. Um, yeah, Verdict is pretty good. Uh, six it's million. Yeah. the proper characters in their proper yeah. habitats. Yeah. Not yeah. like and their personalities, weird, their personalities, yeah, the way they the look. Personalities, yeah. Ryu and Ken are really good in that film. Mm. I remember thinking, this is how they should look. Yeah. Um, yeah. Do you think it was? And they don't like each other much, do they? No, they, they have a kind well, of no, they like they mutual respect. Like they, yeah. And do you think it did well financially? No. Well, it actually did. Um, oh, six yeah. million budget took sixteen million dollars at Japanese box office alone, wow. which put it in the top five highest grossing films of nineteen ninety four in Japan. Sweet. That's they like their animated stuff in Japan. Oh, I, I, I loved it. I, I, I must it. watch it again yeah. soon. And maybe it deserves a separate pod. Maybe. Mm-hmm. Just maybe. chucking it out there. Maybe. So, of course, uh, these two films had both been released by the time Street Fighter, the movie, came out. Um, getting into the making, we always give props in Arcade Attack, and I've got to give props to Polygon, the gaming website who did a excellent long-form feature on the movie in 2014, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. from which I'll be cribbing liberally. And... Um, <laughs> I would recommend everyone just seeks it out uh, on their own because yep, it's it. pretty interesting. Anyway, to get a, a sense of timing on this, um, Street Fighter Two Turbo came out in the arcades in December '92. Um, apparently, Capcom by summer of 1993, they're the impetus behind having actually a film. Okay. Uh, this producer called Edward Pressman, American producer, pitched for it in mid '93, around the time so. This is, would have been three or four months before Super Street Fighter 2 came out in the arcades, but also just around the time Super Mario Brothers was being released. So obviously that <laughs> film did not do well, but no. kind of there was already the idea that you could get funding for a big budget film based on a game. Yeah, they kind of proved that video games were big enough that mm. you could make films on them. Because video games are always kind of, they're like 80s kind of, they were around, but... People were really still niche, I guess. Them. They were still niche, but the early 90s, obviously. Mm. Mid 90s. Big. Now, uh, this guy, Edward Pressman, um, <clears throat> credits, uh, long range of credits go back to the 60s and early 70s. He, um, exec produced, uh, some, um, really well, like, well known cult films, Sisters, Badlands, uh, with Martin Sheen, uh, in the early 70s. Uh, exec produced True Stories, the excellent Talking Heads film in the 80s, but, also did a he just man he was putting out like two or three a year, but his uh basically his CV includes Conan, ah, exec produced and Masters of the Universe, ah, <laughs> Dolph Lundgren, and would go on to to Judge Dredd, but you Stallone. know he also did some classy films like he produced not just exec produced produced Wall Street and Bad Lieutenant and The Crow, Wowza, okay, like in you know like the few years leading yeah, yeah. up to this, 
And um, apparently Pressman already wanted, he already had a, f- a choice of director in place. And that director did end up doing it. A man by the name of Stephen E. D'Souza. Mm, yes. <clears throat> yes, Keith, would you like to... Uh... Well, he wrote one of my favorite favorite films, didn't he? Yes. Commando. Possibly yeah. more than one. And Die Hard. <clears throat> yes. Origin, uh, basically like... Not good form. Right? Yeah. <laughs> he is um, at this point an action legend. Like mm. He started off on TV, wrote a, cu- a load of like one-off episodes, including a couple of Knight Rider. Big break was 48 Hours in 1982. Also, uh-huh. Eddie Murphy's big break. Yeah. yeah. Him and Nick Nolte, uh, big success. Went on to a sci-fi adventure show called The Powers of Matthew Starr. Obviously not that famous, but um, went on to a load of other stuff, including Commando, Running Man, and Die Hard oh, 1 and Running 2. Running Man, yes. Now, there are kind of, in retrospect, maybe even at the time, but especially in retrospect, two big issues with getting D'Souza in to direct this. Anyone want to guess what one or, one or both of those would have been? He doesn't know anything about Street Fighter. That's secondary, I'd say. Uh, that he he's never a- directed a film? Boom, Tetris yeah. for so Keith. he's written films, <laughs> yeah. he's written yeah. films, but... He's never directed. Yeah, this man is, um, apart from like a couple of kind of one-off things on TV, he did a, something called Robot Monster Special Edition for MTV. 1982, okay. think Garth Marenghi um, level production values, okay. sci-fi kind of stuff. <laughs> yeah. And he did an episode of Tales from the Crypt. Right. And um, so, yeah, no experience. But then again, like, he's working with an experienced producer. Mm. There is an experienced director of photography in the film, a DP, and a really experienced um, um, stunt coordinator. So, you know, you'd think he'd be able to get his, his hand held on this. And worst, you know, worst case scenario, you have a Stephen E. D'Souza script. Yeah. So, yeah. Mm. You, what could possibly go wrong? <laughs> well, that, yeah. I don't know. If he'd have just gone commando with it, I don't know. Go commando. Go commando. <laughs> Everyone, no, no underwear. <laughs> well, that brings us on to uh, the other big issue is that um, by 1994, he was on a cold streak, writing-wise. Like, much like... Um, His peak was like the 80s, wasn't it? So, well, much like, yeah, many others, many other people's careers, he kind of flamed out once the came to the end of the 80s. Like, start of the 1990s, he does another 48 Hours, the sequel to 48 Hours, and Die Hard 2. Both of which are bad films. Die yeah. Hard 2 is a terribly written movie. It's like every it's minute... It's really entertaining, though. No? People, ha- people have to say, like, Come every on. minute someone's going, John McClane or McClane. Or <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's really bad. And, but, like, you know, but those are still... They did okay financially, yeah. especially Die Hard 2. After that, man, Hudson Hawk. Ooh, at the time, the biggest flop of all time. Yeah, that's a bad film. Followed by K-9000. Film with James Belushi as a cop with a robot Alsatian. Oh yeah, I've heard of that. It's not uh, a robot. It's just a normal dog, isn't it? No, that's, no, that's you're thinking K-9. of K nine. K nine thousand. That's got to be a sequel to K nine, right? Um, Ricochet, cop film with Denzel Washington, Ricochet. John Lithgow. Yeah, Ex- exactly. Like <laughs> um, the movie version of the Flintstones. Ooh. Oh, yeah, we we definitely saw that in the yeah. cinema. Yeah. Um, yeah. Why? He creates, I don't know why? what we were doing. We're just kids, man. We don't know what we're doing. He created a cartoon called Cadillacs and Dinosaurs, which lasted oh, one season. Yeah, but it led to a very good arcade game. Thank God I for knew that. You'd yeah. that. That's going to be another podcast. Oh. Boom. And um, immediately preceding Street Fighter was Beverly Hills Cop 3. Oh, yeah. no. Please, please, no. He, no. Yeah. So, um, but, you know, like, no one really had any doubts at this point. Capcom sent uh, Pressman and D'Souza a bundle detailing what the options were for the series long term. They hadn't really come up with, like, a firm decision on where Street Fighter 2 was going to go. Right. But they had a few ideas what they might do. 
and one possible scenario involved bison having an island and threatening world domination, which is a little bit like the anime they really film as well. That. Yeah. 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 And uh, D'Souza fancied the idea of making a Bond-type film, and apparently so did Capcom. They were actually well up for this. Um, D'Souza himself described what he wanted to do as a mix of Star Wars, James Bond, and a war movie. Wow. Yeah, he definitely got that. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, like, obviously, we kind of mentioned it earlier on, but surely it's a no-brainer. Make this tournament fighting movie. Mm. Like, Van... Sorry, go on. No, I was going to say Bloodsport. I mean, yeah. Bloodsport is a good film. Um, that's literally just a tournament, but it's got a bit of a story behind it. Enter the dragon. Enter the yep. dragon. You know? what do, and what do they think people who wanted to go and see this film want to see? A tournament a movie. Fight. Yeah. Kickboxer. Lots of literally. and a little bit of a story. And, <laughs> literally, yeah. like the first, the next two words in my notes are Bloodsport Kickboxer. <laughs> Both of which obviously starred... Jean-Claude Van Damme. Yeah, but apparently um, neither side wanted that kind of thing, which is a pity because mm. it would have worked brilliantly. I mean, you have like 12, 16 characters, all of which have entertaining backstories. Yeah. You want to like put spy stuff in there? Put it in the background. It can mm. fit. Like Enter the Dragon. That yeah. stuff's all in the background. All that, stuff, all that spy yeah. stuff is in the background. But it's like, it's like they thought, well, the tournament thing has been done. So <laughs> we're going to choose something that's kind of, um, you know, new. But then we're just going to rip off James Bond instead. But the interesting thing is, the tournament format for this kind of film did get done the the year afterwards in Mortal Kombat. Mortal Kombat. Mortal Kombat. Um, you know, we used to talk about that another time. Yeah, yeah maybe maybe it didn't work brilliantly in that, but you know, maybe they also it, didn't. It was what a little it was bit possible. more faithful to the source material. Yeah, and I think people are. Remember that one a lot more fondly than than this. Van Damme said in an interview a few years afterwards he believes Bloodsport started the whole video game fighting craze, which sounds far fetched, but um, came out in nineteen eighty eight, which is pretty much just for pit fighters, so could be semi accurate, I guess. Pit fighter sure, put off lots influence. of people though, didn't it? Let's be honest. So Bloodsport might have taken it and pit fighter put everyone <laughs> off. <laughs> but then was... then pit fighter the film came out and everyone's back again. Boom. That's right. <laughs> yeah. Um, anyway, Van Damme was Capcom's first choice for Guile. Like, he was that's a... Pr- madness. I just find that complete... But I can't think of anyone no, else. No, that's the thing, isn't it? That's the next there was question. A complete Who? vacuum. Like, where, about, the, where the hell were the actors there? Stallone. <laughs> well, oh, he would have been a terrible guy. Van Damme, interestingly, was approached to star in the Mortal Kombat films, since Johnny Cage was based on him, more or less. Yes, of course. Yeah, yeah. But he turned it down because he was doing this. Now, um... Uh, he made the wrong choice. He should have gone yeah. for the Mortal Kombat one. Now, again, another big warning sign. Capcom put in a good deal of the budget and um, held the rights to, obviously, to all the characters. And they originally wanted every character from Street Fighter 2 in the film. Yeah, I read that. And uh, D'Souza thought that um, you couldn't really have a coherent film with any more than seven characters. Mm. And um, they agreed to this on... He's correct. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> they agreed, you know, Magnificent Seven, Seven Samurai, yeah, etc. Like and Capcom agreed at first, but kept suggesting more and more and pushing the character number up. They're all in it, aren't they? Um, all except less. one. Ooh. 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 Well, let's think. Ooh. All ex- well, so if you take the Super Street Fighter roster of 16 Ooh, characters... Oh, yes, we'll, we'll get onto that. In a oh, okay. Uh, that, he gets a mention. Ah, oh, so he he is in the game. He. Filming. No, no, but he gets a mention in. in um, oh, I know who you mean now. I yeah. swear to hell. Oh man. Basically, um. Oh, what's his face? Yes. Shh. 
<laughs> yeah, but because they kept like pushing and squeezing more and more characters in, the script kept having to be changed round and round, and more people had to be cast all the time. Mm. Now, um, at the same time, the Capcom insisted the film had to be out by Christmas 1994 because um, they'd already struck a deal with Hasbro for all the merch. Oh, man. All the tie-in merch. They're all making deals, Capcom. <clears throat> Filming dates for this, according to IMDb, are May to August 1994. And um, interestingly, Carly was cast literally right before the start of filming. <laughs> I mean, like, and Ryu and Ken weren't finalized until two weeks before filming. Uh, with that's the, just the madness, casting of Kylie, I read that was because um, a lot of the filming took place in Australia. and uh, She was there. They insisted that they, <laughs> they hire an Australian actor. For one um, of the parts. Well, the Australian Actors Guild were pressuring... I don't know if they insisted. They oh, were pressuring to hire an Aussie yeah. for a big-sized role. Cammy was the only character who hadn't been cast. And the story is D'Souza was flying literally to Bangkok to start filming. And he saw Kylie Minogue on the cover of Australian People. Um, basically got in touch with the reps. And within 48 hours, she'd been hired. Boom. Should have been... I like the way this man does business, though. <laughs> like, no auditions. Yeah. <laughs> Now, the interesting thing is, and this is something that's tormented me for something like for well over 20 years. Tormented, Rob. Yeah. Tell us. Like, and I'm really, hoping, I'm really hoping that someone who listens, who's listening, can kind of give me an answer one way or another. I'm sure I remember, I'm sure I remember reading an article in a gaming magazine around 1990, when I was in South Africa, so in 1992, earliest Easter 1993, so before this was pitched, talking about who would you cast in a Street Fighter 2 movie? And I'm pretty certain they had Gal as JCVD, oh. like um, basically Sag- like Red Studio Sagat, but also people like Yokozuna from WWF as E-Honda, ah. and Ben Kingsley, obviously, as Dalsim. <laughs> you couldn't afford those <laughs> guys back then, though, could like, you? Like, it's the budget. It's the I'm budget. Like, Oscar winner. <laughs> like, maybe Kari was in this cami. I can't remember. I'm not sure. But like... I can't, don't know if I'm misremembering it or whether it had already been announced and they'd already had some of the characters. Yeah, and if possibly. Anyone listening know, has seen like an article like this was in a magazine? A yeah, was like, it a leak? You know, was kind it? of get in touch because that'd be really fascinating. Can you remember what you would have been reading back, back then? It would have been like, um, I think, kind of an international, non UK. Um, I was just something I was looking through, like, like an in American a store. one, yeah. more likely. Yeah, like. Like a Game Pro or a. Um, yeah, something like that. Like. Game Pro C- CVG kind of thing. Yeah. Okay. Anyway, um, going back to the uh, specifics, Kylie at this point, obviously, um, she was a pop star. Mm. She did no acting since the, the film called The, the uh, Delinquents in 1989. Oh, Interesting, like, um, kind of timing for this. This would have been after she'd finished recording her, like, the, her self-titled album, like the comeback album in the mid-90s, the one with Confide in Me, Put Yourself in My Your favorite album? Your favorite Kylie album? Probably, yeah. Um, I, well, I love those singles. Mm-hmm. Anyway, but like, she would have rec- been finished recording that, and the album was released in September. So, j- literally, uh, just after they finished filming. So, just man, bizarre timing. <laughs> it just, it just sounds awful to work on, work with. Work oh, we ha- we haven't even got into the nitty gritty yet. Go on, then. <laughs> Van Damme, um, at this time, was a big star. He was coming off a run of Universal Soldier. Nowhere to Run, Hard Target, and Time Cop. Time Cop. Oh, they're, they're good films. Pretty much the peak of his popularity. He got $8 million out of a $30 million budget. Oh, wow. Man, that's where all the money went. And uh, the JCBD. Raul Julia didn't come too cheap either. Like, he'd done Adam's Imagine, Family yeah. Values the year before. He was 
you know, pretty good. So they had to um, cast people in the other parts who aren't really that well known, a lot of them. And apparently D'Souza had to defer his own salary to cover, like, um, the other budgets. Wow. Uh, yeah, while well, Julia, um, like Van Damme, was an early choice. He'd done Adam's Family Values, but was fighting stomach cancer and had mm. just undergone surgery, which is why he was so thin. Yeah. Um, going through the rest of the cast, Sagat, Wes Studi, um, had a small role in Dances with Wolves and was the Indian guide in the film The Doors. If you've seen Wayne's World, oh. you've seen that bit parodied. <laughs> yeah. And his big break was Last of the Mohicans. Yes. And he'd just yeah. come off playing the title role in Geronimo, an American legend, which didn't do well financially, but big budget, pretty star-studded, like he was a name. Um, Ken was played by a man called Damien Chapa, who had a speaking role in Under Siege. Oh, wow. Did he work in the kitchen or something? <laughs> he was um, one of the uh, other soldiers they oh, wound okay. up, and he's going around with... Um, Seagal, he just uh, finished starring in a film called Blood In, Blood Out, playing a Mexican gang member, which um, flopped, but, you know, did averagely well critically, like, but, you know, mm. up-and-coming star. He apparently had his doubts, but once he f- he found out while Julia was in it, he was in. He said, quote, I was just flabbergasted. He's an actor's actor. If while Julia's in it, it must be amazing. Uh, oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Again, he's not really blonde. No. Not really blonde. <laughs> but <laughs> what's going on? Um, Ryu, played by someone called Byron Mann, grew up in Hong Kong, graduated law, USC, um, had done nothing before, bit part roles in nothing films. He says, I didn't even know what a video game was back then. <laughs> He'd obviously never heard of Street Fighter 2 at all. <laughs> Apparently, they, they really wanted him. Like, they tried matching with several different Kens over a series of months. Wow. And, um, <laughs> Capcom wanted an actor called Kenya Sawada, who, um, uh, do you know why they wanted, do you know why they wanted him? Well, I, I thought he was quite a big actor, but he said he wasn't. Because they had a promotional contract with him, and he played Ryu. He played Ryu in like some TV ad, oh. <laughs> and was oh, also yeah. a script coordinator on the animated movie. <laughs> so, like, he was. Whoa, that's okay. what IMDb says. Uh, so, you know, he was into it. Like, um, but D'Souza apparently was dead set on Ryu being able to pull off comedy. So they wrote a new role for Suwada. Called Captain Sawada. <laughs> I love that. I love that. They just uh, used his name. They had to get Captain Sawada. They used his actual name. Even though he couldn't speak English, the, there are rumours that he would have been Fei Long. Oh, but it, ah, there you go. Not in the film. Yeah. Apparently, was next because Capcom didn't want Fei Long in the film. Why? They thought he was too generic a character. Huh? Which I mean, he was, kind, he was kind of too Bruce, yeah, Lee, Bruce Lee. And also, if they'd yeah. gone down that tournament route and having a oh, Bruce Lee yeah. character in there, that would have gone a bit wrong. True. So yeah. they just admitted him. I think that was probably safe. I'm um, just going through some of the other kind of interesting kind of cast choices. Chan Lee was played by an actress called Ming-Na Wen, mm-hmm. who at this point had just had, um, had a breakthrough film, a film called The Joy Luck Club. Big hit in America, like tiny budget, big hit. Okay. The first kind of like Asian-American kind of movie, like was actually like a big thing. It, I think I mentioned The Simpsons. It was like that size of a... Oh. She was the star of that film. Dolcine played by a British actor called Roshan Seth. Had been in My Beautiful Laundrette and Buddha of Suburbia and Temple of Doom. I knew oh, I recognized him. Yes, of course. Yeah. Chantal <laughs> and Temple of Doom. I knew I recognized him. Uh, Vega was played by a guy called Jay Tavare, but apparently someone considered for that part was Fabio. Yeah, the nineties martyred model. <laughs> he does look a bit like Fabio. Baker. Yeah, oh, I like as a character. Yeah. So getting into Iron Face. Yeah, yes. Iron Face. Yeah. So, obviously, filming was a complete disaster. Like, <laughs> from start to finish. Oh, like, dear. 
Is there more scoot problems from day one? <laughs> <laughs> the goggles, they do nothing. <laughs> uh, while Julia got to the set, it needed to be beefed up if they could film any dialogue scenes with him. Like, mm. basically because they couldn't have him on screen because he looked too thin. So they had to push all the stunt stuff to the start of the shoot, which is the opposite of the way they usually do it. Mm. Do you know why that's the opposite way they usually do it? In case somebody gets badly hurt. Yes, because stunts take a lot of time to prepare for. (laughs) (laughs) And, you know, like fight scenes, choreography takes time to prepare Mm, for. And, you know, dialogue scenes are meant to be easy to shoot, but Bison's in a lot of them. And, um, yeah, no rehearsal time. No rehearsal time. The fights were rubbish in the film, I thought. They were not good. They were mediocre at best. They were just plain and boring. Well, the stunt coordinator was a guy called Charlie Picerni. Picerni? I don't know. Uh, he's Italian American, like Picerni, Picerni, Picerni. Yeah, I'm going to go with Picerni. Go Picerni. Um, Let's go with Picerni. We go with Picerni. Yeah, D'Souza had first met him on Matthew Star, but um, his first big—he'd been like a jobbing stunt man, kind of—but his first big like stunt coordinator job, Die Hard. Oh wow! Sterling work, and also yeah. done Roadhouse, Lethal Weapon two and three, Roadhouse. Die Hard Roadhouse. two, Roadhouse. Ghost, nice. Basic Instinct, True Romance, and True Lies. Stunt coordinator. Stunt coordinator on True Lies. Yes, wow. all of those. So if you give him time, he'll give you good stuff. Mm, yes, but he didn't have time. Exactly. Um, he and the crew had to improvise a lot of the choreography, fight choreography, the day of shooting. That's madness. Oh. That's just pure madness. And because <laughs> because time was so tight, eventually, once that like they were so behind schedule, um, the crews eventually had to be split. And um, so like he would be off, kind of he, filming think, the. They put either him on the... De- they, yeah, they put him, I think, in charge of the se- the second unit crew, and they were filming stuff while D'Souza was filming different stuff. Wow. And um, apparently, unbeknownst to, to D'Souza, the special moves weren't being included in the fight scenes, because, yeah, Pacini didn't know anything about, like, the oh, game. God. In fact, he, d- he didn't even... The guy doing the training for the film was, like, this kind of cool, like, martial arts mm. guy. Didn't even... He didn't know about the game, and everyone only realized halfway through the shoot that they should have had different fighting styles yeah. and not the same fighting style. Yeah. <laughs> With the same fighting style. <laughs> like, film at that point took two, a couple of days to be processed, so, you know, by the time you see the rushes, it's all been shot. They're all doing hyper uppercuts. Stop the ball. <laughs> 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 hyper in, in the, like, the, this final fight with Bison, he does, Gile does sort of do, like, a flash kicky thing, doesn't he? Yeah. 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 And there is too a half a Dukan. There is... I'm not giving uh, it even half. Uh, but, but when not, you hear no fireball, about no Hadouken. Some of the Rocky films, honestly, they they do months of choreography. The punches, each punch is 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 planned out very carefully. It took months between Drago and, and um, Stallone and Rocky Four, apparently. You know, and this sounds like they're just making it up on the day. Yes, they, they were exactly what happened. Yeah, <laughs> they made it up on the day, man. <laughs> But obviously there were there were many Why many. Why didn't they have someone from Capcom who knew about the game to, you know, be like just what you call it, um, the you know the expert and the, the supervising kind of guy? Because Cap- yeah. Capcom, well, it's probably a good thing they didn't because all of Capcom's ideas were bad, and apparently Capcom loved the film. They thought it was great. <laughs> okay, <laughs> what? <laughs> they wanted an American film, and that's what they got. They got a Hollywood film, Street Fighter. They did. Uh, yeah. That is true. You can't, there can't it is. disagree with that. But, uh, you know, going Van Damme, by this point, heavily into drug habit. Yeah. Um, his, at one point, he had a $10,000 $10, a week coke habit. I don't <sighs> know if it was at this point, but apparently he was doing 10 grams a day by 1996, which Damn. is immense. Mm. 
damn. People like, just hunt out like a gram. There's like 10. You, that's doing what people ex- buy at a time. That's like, mental, mate. Mental. <laughs> yes. Yeah. And um, it claims he was uh, shagging Kylie th- during the shoot. I've read this, yeah. Although the ke- play, obviously the chemistry is there on screen. Like, he dreamt it or something. Well, you know, like he is at this point a good looking mate, rich major Hollywood star. Mm. It's not beyond the realms. Though he had married his third wife in February. So. Oops. What a lovely. No. Great husband. I want to. I want to like Van Damme. Basically, it's no. It's adi- really hard to like. He was completely out of control. Spent every night partying and. Um, didn't he d- have a minder? Yeah, but the minder didn't care. The minder was just <laughs> kind of like fed in with it, and um, was turning up hours late for filming, often with alcohol in hand. I heard that Raul Julia was a was a professional. Was was an mm. amazing person to work with, even though he's dying. Let's be honest, he was always there working really hard. Whereas Van Damme would turn up late, and it was quite disrespectful, apparently. Is yep. that fair? Yeah, I think it's definitely fair. It was disrespectful mm. of the whole crew. Like everyone liked everyone had a lot of respect for Royal Julia. Everyone apparently loved Kylie. She was great. Like um everyone I can knew. imagine she was probably really enthusiastic about it. Yeah. It's absolutely. A about her acting skills. Mm. There you go. You know, um you they learn s- on the job, eh? Yeah. This is this is a very much a learn See, on the job. Kind of on the job training. They start off filming in Thailand, but location scenes are great, like the outdoor things, mm. but sound stages were all falling apart. Like, you know, just kind of awful stories. Whenever the sun shined, it, like, it would shine through all these holes. Oh, God. <laughs> and because um, uh, there's, like, Thailand at this point, um, lots of military instability. There's mm. apparently a threat of a coup. And um, the military Thanks. closed all the roads, so the cast and crew were to be transported by high-speed boats and often arrived on sets soaking wet. <laughs> um, they wanted to use helicopters for the scene where they storm uh, Shadaloo near the end of the film. Mm. But um, because of that and also instability in Burma slash Myanmar next door, um, the Thai government refused to let them that many helicopters in their airspace, so they had to use boats. <laughs> Thus boats. That's why um, they'll jump in boats and yeah. go in there. And they only had the boats from, like, getting around and that, so... Yeah. That was Self unusual. Boats, normally, in a, normally in a film like that, you would. It would just be a few helicopters. They'd all chopper in, mm. but no, they would. Yeah, um, Jump on boats instead. Anyone who wrote Commando would want choppers. <laughs> Get to the chopper. I don't know if anyone's um, familiar with the story of the filming of Apocalypse Now. Um, hellscape of like probably the worst ever kind yeah. of. Um, but there's some similarities of that. No one was used to the temperatures of the food, so everyone lost huge oh, amounts yeah, of weight yeah. in the cast, like 10 or 15 pounds, we're talking, like, which is why people's weight fluctuates between scenes. And um, most of the cast were spending every night they could at massage parlors because they were so cheap. You know, like massage, massage parlors. Uh, you like know exactly the kind of massages. I'm oh, at. family podcast. Mm. Family podcast. Okay. And um, one producer quit after a heart attack. Another quit after his car ran into a bus because he wasn't used to driving on that side of the road. Oh my god! Wow. Yeah, um, as I s- it's alright, Van Damme was there to keep it all together. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, production was 15 days behind after three weeks of filming. That's so bad. How can you be that <laughs> far behind after Star Hunting? And that was when they moved production to Australia, they moved production to Australia. They wrapped, by the time they'd wrapped in Australia, there were 20 pages still to shoot. Oh. And they'd try and pull as much together as they could with three days of extra filming in Vancouver. Oh, they should have just filmed the whole thing in Australia. Like and Australia's got all of those little microclimates. You could have faked Thailand or whatever. I think you could film, you could fake like a tropical kind of Plus, thing in Australia. You parties at Kylie You've not, <laughs> not been to Melbourne Botanical Gardens or whatever it's <laughs> Yeah, I don't, think you can, I don't think you can get like a speedboat <laughs> down there. <laughs> also, the botanical gardens are all mown grass. I know, I know, I know. I'm just kidding. 
Um, yes. Yeah, so anyway, brilliantly, Hasbro um, made the deal so they with Capcom so they could refit all their GI Joe stuff, yeah. which wasn't selling anymore. Which is why Gal drives a tank at one point in the film. <laughs> yeah, it's the bit where they he crashes into the, like, the cage fight in place. Yeah. And um, apparently the tank in that looks very much like a pre-existing like G.I. Joe uh, toy. Oh, I want to get that yeah. pre-existing G.I. Joe <laughs> toy, please. Also, um, by the time they got to the uh, editing process, um, they had to make it family-friendly because they wanted a PG-13 rating. So yeah. all the vi- like a lot of the violence and blood had to be moved from the fight scenes, even stuff like cut lips. So you basically had like lots of kind of bits of fight scenes being cut out. So why they sound they seem disjointed? Mm. A lot of the actions cut out, like you butcher entire scenes. Oh, there man. was because the, was, there was supposed to be a scene where Vega falls on his claw. Yes, oh, really? but, yeah. And and well, apparently it does, but you can't really see what's going on. No, he just falls down. They do snap off his claw, don't they? Yeah, they, yeah. yeah it comes, I do like, like that it comes off in the fight, but I do like they, that. when is it Ryu or Ken? I can't remember, but he just falls to the floor and that's it. Mm. So um, yeah, not exactly the best way to make mm. a movie. Um, no. So, what was your aftermath? Box office released in the US, twenty third December, just in time for Christmas. It, it did alright, didn't it? And twenty fourth December in South Korea, staggered release everywhere else. How, how much did it cost to make, Rob? Do you remember? Uh, it ended up being a thirty five million dollar budget, so a little, they went a bit okay. over. But um, yeah. Japan and UK in May nineteen ninety five. So we got it six months after I, US. I think it made a profit. I, I'm gonna. Um, the, did $33 million in the US, 66 foreigns on a 35 budget. So, you know, mild profit, yeah. pretty much. Well, yeah, yeah. Like, especially once you kind of factor in all the merch and, mm. you know, sold 250,000 copies on video in the US. So, you know, like mild financial success. But Plus, I bought a DVD of it. Well, there you go. That goes towards it as well. For, con- <laughs> for did, context... Did you um, buy that brand new? <laughs> no, not no. on eBay for that quiz. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, just for context, Super Mario Brothers film. Oh yeah, forty-eight million dollar budget, twenty million in the US. Oof. I couldn't get foreign info, but um, Mortal Kombat, um, fifteen million, sorry, eighteen million dollar budget. So did half, basically, um, seventy million. Seventy. Ooh. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. I th- I think it Not was. It may have even been seventy million in the US, fifty-one foreign, but um, wow. I don't know that sounds huge for a film yeah, like that. I, I that it? feeling was actually seventy. Yeah. Like my notes were unclear on this one. And yeah, Capcom really liked it. So, you know, make of that what you will. The more combat thing is they had people on there who knew about the game. It kinda helps if you have people who know about the game helping make the film. Well, I think they were the Capcom ones. Capcom knew about it. the game. Lol, but Capcom But Capcom wanted to make a Bond Capcom. film slash Star Wars Capcom. slash <laughs> Whatever. Capcom wanted these guys to make the film. But, uh, of course, that wasn't the last Street Fighter live-action movie. There was, in 2009, Street Fighter The Legend of Chun-Li. With, um... <laughs> face. I haven't watched it. I've just... I've... Do, you want to, do, you, do you want to know the cast? Main cast? Christian Croik from Smallville's Chun-Li. Michael Clark Duncan from Green Mile's Balrog. It's not bad. No. Chris Klein from American Pie as Charlie. What? As Charlie? Yes. Okay. And uh, Taboo from the Black Eyed Peas as Vega. No. Keith's <laughs> face when I said that. What? He's skinny. He is skinny and kind of... You can stick a mask on him and he might look a bit like yeah, Vega. Um, apparently, this Van Damme was offered the, the part of Guile, but he turned What's it down. Oh. So is Guile not in it then? No, he's not in it. So he's got Charlie. Uh, is Broomhead in it? <laughs> Has anyone seen this movie? They've got no, American I was aware guy. it existed. <laughs> just, I've not... Uh, um, was it like an American Pie version of Street Fighter when they were all trying to... Yeah. Um, get it's got to be. Busy. <laughs> 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 
Vegas going to get a little bit. <laughs> um, there were reviews. It got panned, obviously. There were, mm. there were reviews which actually compared it negatively to Street Fighter. So you Ouch. can imagine how bad that was. Wow. Apparently in 2003, according to the internet, Van Damme tried to get his own sequel off the ground. Huh? Um, Damien Chappell would have returned as Ken, and Byron Mann was in talks to rec- wow. reprise his role as Ryu. And Dolph was apparently hired. Dolph Lundgren was hired. I had no idea who he was going to be. Ooh. Oh, crikey. Um, <clears throat> maybe? I don't know. Oh, no. that could be Sangeef. And <sighs> Could have been, don't forget, by then we'd had any number of... Street Fighter sequels could have yeah. been Ivan Drago, you know, they could have T-hawked him up. <laughs> and um, Cammy would have been played by. We've mentioned her already in the podcast. Cammy Minogue. Minogue. Minogue, Danny Minogue. Did I mention her? <laughs> Holly Valance. Someone, yes, Holly Valance. Holly Valance was going to play. Um, there you Cammy. go. And obviously, we had to wait until 2014 for a decent Street Fighter live action movie. I'm talking about Assassin's Fist. Yes. Have you watched it yet? I've watched bits of it. I haven't watched the whole thing. But um, for anyone who doesn't know the story of this, um, they crowdsourced the funding for this. But, well, they crowdfunded it until they actually got backing. But um, it originally came out in on YouTube in, I think, 10-minute episodes. Yeah, it was like a min- web miniseries. But they kind of re- they redid it so you could actually make it into, like, six actual, like, kind of TV show episodes or one movie. Yeah, I've watched it as a movie, so it's two and a half hours long. <laughs> But I really enjoyed it, and I still I mentioned okay. it when we talked about the games yeah, into films, yeah, yeah. and mm-hmm. I would still highly recommend it no if Van you Damme. like. No, there's no Van Damme, but um, Christian Howard, the guy in it who plays Ken, is as close as you could imagine to a real life Ken. And Good. The, the special effects are great. The martial arts choreography is brilliant because the guy. Oh, that's it. They're all martial artists as well. The guy who plays Ken, the guy who plays Ryu. Um, and I think the director is a guy called Joey Ansar, and he plays Akuma. Um, and it really just focuses on them. Cool. But yeah, if you like martial arts films and you're a Street Fighter fan, definitely check it out. So, what about the aftermath for um, all the featured players in this? Um, saddest, obviously, Raul Julia um, mm. died in October 1994, two months after filming finished and two before the film was released. Oh, they dedicated it to him, didn't they? Yeah. Mm. Yeah, as I think we said, like, everyone yeah. on the set had a lot of respect for him. You know, as an actor, you know, Damien Chaffee did the film because he was in it. Mm. I think he's a very good actor, actually, I have to say. Um, what else? Basically, um, you look at most of the people in this film, um, this was a career killer on the level of Batman and Robin, if not more <laughs> severe. Van Damme, we talked about, like, the kind of the lead into this, like, four big films. Oh, yeah. Yeah, what came after for You followed this with Sudden Death. Which was under siege with ice hockey. Yes, I quite liked them there. Mm. Yeah, actually, I quite like that film, but I don't think it was. Do you know what? what I, I don't know well if any of you lot have heard of it. Just while we're <coughs> talking films like that, um, that new Dave Bautista film. Oh God, what's it called? It's a football ground. Yeah, right? it's and then that. Yes, yeah, is sudden death yeah. with football. football yeah. <laughs> Yeah. Oh, what was it called? Is it called fi- no. no, no, no. This this final new whistle. one is it called no. like final. It's called final whistle, I think. Or full time or something time stupid or, yeah, like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But yeah, it was exactly yeah, exactly the same. Hasn't that gone straight to Netflix or something or straight to stream? I think or? it was like a Sky Cinema oh, yeah, production, yeah. so it was straight on TV. But, but basically, yeah. you want to talk about <laughs> a, down, a downward spiral after sudden death is the quest. Huh? Basically, like Street Fighter Two, like kind of Mortal Kombat kind of thing meets Iron Fist the, the oh, comic no. book okay never heard of it like kind of mystical of kind of like fighting tournament kind of thing after Iron that Iron Fist or Iron Fist Iron Fist oh. the comic book slash it's more the comic than the Netflix series which no one likes but the comic is pretty good 
Um, after that, Maximum Risk, which is the one with Natasha Henstridge in. Oh, yeah. Oh. Which is the one they oh, say at the back of the DVD for Van Damme. Yeah, it was not a success. Jean-Claude <laughs> Van Damme, Maximum Risk. After that, Double Team, where he escapes from prison with Dennis Rodman. And after that, I, I was kind and stopped it here. Knock Off, where he's a fashion designer who was to stop counterfeit jeans dealers. Okay, <laughs> sure. Yeah. Who were also terrorists. Of, of course, course, yeah. Yeah, yeah jinx. Obviously. Uh, yeah, this killed his career. Um, D'Souza never directed another movie. Though he did a uh, little TV direction TV stuff. He did the screenplays for Judge Dredd and Knock Off, which together pretty much finished off his career oh as a Hollywood. Oh, God, yeah, it would. He as wrote a, Knock Off as well. Yeah, as a Hollywood <laughs> screenwriter. Um, his last involvement with any kind of big film was also in a video game adaptation. He's credited with co-writing, this, co-like, writing the story for Cradle of Life. Second two made a movie. Yeah. Oh, no, yeah. Not even the script, the story. Cope doing the story. Oh, Ugh. no. Oh, no. We still like the Caesar. Oh, yeah. He's oh, done some great like, stuff. Course, yeah. like, you know, he's Commando running early, man and Die Hard. Is, work. Yeah. You pretty much, I don't know if you can get a lifetime immunity, but man. <laughs> he has. He owns it. He's got it. Yeah, he's earned it in this household. You, yeah. you know, to, to answer your question, if Stephen Tuza ever came into a bar, I would buy him a drink. Yeah, and me. Would you buy you guys, so you'd have four drinks. a beer, though? No. He's got enough money to buy me one. <laughs> I think the last thing Van Damme needs is another beer. Yeah, <laughs> uh, Connie Minot concentrated on her pop career after this, um, <laughs> though she did kind of do some acting. She followed this up with um, Biodome, a poorly yes. shore vehicle, yes. which is, is she probably in that? as bad. I, re- yeah? I vaguely remember that yes. being released. She was a scientist in that. Yes. Probably slightly more credible than her being in... Oh, no, the army, the military, but um, yeah. Uh, yeah, once her pop career took off, she mostly had cameos. But um, the most notable of which was in a film worse than Biodome and Street Fighter put together, Moulin Rouge. Oh God, yeah. Some Ugh. people love that film. Well, some people are mad. wrong. Sorry, guys. <laughs> so if if you're out there and you like Moulin Rouge, you're mad. The film Sorry. is an abomination. And if you like Biodome, I'm a fan as well. So there you go. <laughs> <laughs> um, she had a big success as an actress with a film that I'm sure no one around the circle has seen. Holy Motors in 2012. Nope. Nope. Very well reviewed, like art movie, um, like very high on pretty much every critic's end of year list for that year, but, um, no one's seen it. Is it, it based on a video game? No. I'm not interested in no. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, where's Studi? alone in it. <laughs> no. Aid's not interested. Where's Studi did Heat the following year. Oh, he's been in loads of great films. Yeah, and would continue to work in ensemble roles in movies like mm. Mystery Men and Deep Rising. Still a go-to actor for Native American roles, the two most notable being in The New World, the um, Terrence Malick, yeah. Colin Farrell movie, and A Million Ways to Die in the West. Oh, and he was recently in Hostiles as well, with um, Christian Bale. Yes. He's done all right. And, uh, He's done all right. Good, and good was an Avatar, which Ugh. I haven't seen, but Don't apparently see did it. quite well at the box office. <laughs> apparently, <laughs> yeah. A small film. Um, Damien Chapa didn't appear in anything for two years, and then only TV series, though he later goes on to star in some low-budget films and had a supporting role in Money Talks, the Charlie Sheen, Chris Tucker oh, okay. vehicle. Um, works Money on talks. and off these days, but pretty low level. Um, Charlie Picherny, stunt coordinator. Mm. Um, going by IMDb, he, this was his last film as stunt coordinator. Oh. He was basically just um, a... F- I'm guessing freelance stuntman. I don't know how reliable IMDb is, but this is his last stunt coordinator credit they've got on there. Ouch. He's like, I'm done with this. <laughs> yeah, he does a lot of kind of stunt stuff after that, but okay. I think low level. Um, cinematographer William Fraker, 
He, uh, this guy had been director of photography for Rosemary's Baby, Bullet, like Heaven Can Wait, the big Kevin Beatty film. Kevin Beatty? Warren Beatty. <laughs> and, um, like, had done a, a few kind of mid-level stuff before doing Tombstone, just before. Ah, this. okay. Um, after that film. Afterwards, man, talk about a career killer. Afterwards, seven movies before he retired, all flops, mm. including Father of the Bride 2. No. Island of Dr. Moreau, one of the biggest disasters of the late 90s, and arguably the second biggest disaster of the late 90s after Cutthroat Island, Town and Country. Exactly. Warren Beatty, um, Gary Shanley movie with a $90 million budget, which I think took $10 million at the box office. Ouch! <laughs> wow. And it was a stinker, man. It was worse reviewed than Cutthroat Island. Waterworld. It's all about Waterworld, Rob, isn't it? Yeah, Kevin's <laughs> Gate. Uh, Ming-Na Wen did the voice of Mulan. Yeah. Which pretty yeah. much, you know, you, gives you like a kind of a paying role for life. She's going to be in the next Wreck-It Ralph film in like kind yeah, of a cameo. Yeah, yeah. And was a full cast member on ER for some 90 episodes over six seasons. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's where we know her from really, mm-hmm. ER. And also starred in Final Fantasy The Spirits Within. Well, there you go, another video game film. Dylan's favourite video game film. I remember that. was another bad video game film. I've seen that. I saw that at the cinema. Oh, God. <laughs> was uh, Ming-Na Wen any good? It was a CGI really, movie. Yeah, I don't so, remember it very well. And I don't, it was just, yeah, so it was just a It wasn't very Final Fantasy, but thankfully they did a better Final Fantasy film after that. Mm. But, yeah. And also in... Yeah, she's in Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. as well. Oh, Re- more recently, mm. which is why... I've, she's done all right. Yeah, she has done quite yeah, well. Yeah, she actually did okay out of this, she I guess. She wasn't that bad in Street Fighter. No, let's be honest. I mean, no. we're going about knocking other people in who was about... She wasn't that bad in it. Yeah, I mean, and, you know, she had kind of an okay career after that, I guess. Yeah. Like, um, as did Simon Callow, who is, I oh, think, yeah. can agree, worse than Kylie in the film. Oh, it's horrible. Mm. He is horrendous. It's borderline, yeah. Like, um, he, but he, obviously he was in Four Weddings at a Funeral the same year, so... Uh. This, you know, this is quite wasn't even a blip. Films, really. yeah. And, you know, experienced stage actor, he ended up parlaying then into a mid-level career on TV and occasionally films. Like, he was in Shakespeare in Love, a lot of kind of like Englishy stuff. Mm. Mm. Don't know why. Yeah, he did okay. But, um... He yeah. should be a playable character in the next week five. Yeah, yeah, get him in. <laughs> <laughs> is that the way you think we should cap this off with, like, the ultimate Street Fighter big budget movie? Are we going to do it? Stallone's in it, right? <laughs> He's still oh. going to be. No, I mean, <laughs> I thought about I've thought about this a bit, and if I was the casting director, I would be doing my head in. <laughs> I would say this film is unmakeable because all the <laughs> characters are so unique. I know they're based on like obviously. But you can like use awful, CGI to make people look different. different. I don't want to use CGI. You know how I hate CGI. Dude, you are allowed. No. Okay. I refuse. CGI in Blanca. which case, in which case, I can't find any proper actors, and then I'm out. I'm out. It's been like 50, It's been over fifteen years <laughs> since they made like they made actors look like hobbits in Lord of the Rings. I know. Like, surely they can. I make... know, and they can make um, what's his face in um, Harry Potter look ten feet tall and that and yada yada. But Hagrid, Hagrid, thank you, thank you. <laughs> I watched it the other day. Um, but no, no, I'm out. <laughs> I would, I would get Bandan back for certain. <laughs> as as Kyle, Kyle's dad, Kyle's dad. <laughs> yeah, or, or maybe yeah, it could be like Kyle's son, maybe like Creed. It could be like a new a new sort of film, couldn't it? Like, so not Street Fighter. N- well, no, not Street Fighter. <laughs> <laughs> we got two nos, Keith. Just watch Assassin's Fist. It's fine. Don't. I think. I wonder as well if like these characters have been around for so long. No, they've like they've, they've almost become their own. So you can't 
imagining an actor playing them now. You go, it's kind of hard to compute. You, you know, Ken is Ken. Ken is Ken, Ken, Ken is Ken Masters. Ken, Ken is Ken. Chun Li's Chun Li. Ken, Ken is Ken. But they put a decent wig on him and, you know, <laughs> put him in the red like karate suit. And the, you know, after watching this, I'd tell for someone that actually had blonde hair. Just anyone just swapped hair. from there and then, you know, it'll be an improvement. And on that note, um, what are we going to do for the next movie thing when we do it at some Ooh. point? We all have to watch a movie oh, We're not going to have to watch the Mario Brothers movie. Adrian's got Mario Brothers. I found it. I was going from my loft the other day and I have found you? the DVD. So I I've suppose got it. we should. I'm going to share it out to the team. <laughs> uh, it's so bad. Super Mario Sorry, Brothers. Spoiler. Spoiler. It's, it's so good. Yeah. I think um, Age should finish us off with a hyper uppercut. <laughs> hyper uppercut. Thanks for listening to today's podcast. We really hope you enjoyed it. If you want to get in touch regarding this week's episode or anything else, you can tweet us at Arcade Attack UK, at Keith Barlow82, and at Arcade underscore Adriano. We're also on Facebook at facebook.com slash Arcade Attack UK. Please check out our website at arcadeattack.co.uk for lots of retro gaming goodness, interviews, reviews, features, top 10, etc. And you can also find all our previous podcasts there. Our podcasts are available to stream from the website and are available to download for free from Stitcher, Podbean and iTunes, where you can also leave us a review and a rating, which we would really, really appreciate. So until next time, take care and we'll speak to you soon.